Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. for honoring us and allowing us to come across your radios and sound systems to share these songs of the night, these psalms. We look at them through the eyes of those folks who suffer from hurt, those people's hearts been broke, those, some of those people have PTSD. We, we always look at them. We try to look at things and say, hey, this is what this means to us. And uh, so that's been our goal. We've been doing that now for about a year and a half, maybe longer. I think we're about a year and seven months in. And uh, God has been so good to us. And uh, with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Stephanie. And uh, Stephanie, what's the word of the day? What do you have for us? Wow. Well, I think um, as we go into this psalm, I think the word of the day that I would say I come away with is meditating on faithfulness, God's faithfulness. Boy, because that's what I see as we go into this psalm. Um, is that we serve a God who is faithful. Yeah, we serve the only faithful God. And, uh, and we need to be, when we serve someone who is faithful, we need to be faithful. Well, thank you. That's a good word of the day. So we always have this segment we get started with, Stephanie, the not knuckleheaded moment. And what mm-hmm. we use this for is we try to help our people not be knuckleheads. We try to help our people to be a different cut. We try to help our people to... Uh, you know, just be cool, just be godly. And so with that in mind, I really struggled. I have so many knucklehead things to say. But recently, what's really messed me up, I think more than anything else, and makes me see people as knuckleheads, are these people who believe they know more than anybody in every single subject. They're the people who are out there on Facebook, you know, they're the Facebook lawyers, the uh, the Facebook politicians, the Facebook, uh, everything. You know, can I tell you something? Facebook doesn't need lawyers. Facebook doesn't need you out there. You know, you got something to say, write it down and say it. But you don't need to be a knucklehead. And then you have these media tramps. And I just want to say that there are media tramps out there that call themselves pastors and call themselves ministers of God and call themselves counselors of good news. And they're out there posting signs and posting things and breaking up marriages and messing up lives and putting signs out in front of their church that says, if you wear a mask in here, you're an idiot. Now, folks, I don't wear a mask, but leave these old people alone who want to wear a mask. Leave anybody alone who wants to wear a mask. Hey, we don't have a problem with people wearing a mask. You want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. Just don't make me wear mine. You know, anyway, those people are knuckleheads. That's all I want to say, Stephanie. I mean, can you feel it? Yeah. No, I get it. There's times I see things people post. Yeah. Facebook, and I and then I'm embarrassed for them. It's just like really, yeah. and they're just like they're knuckleheads of the highest order, and it's just like you almost just start laughing because it's like. You really don't get it. You really think that you are God's gift to humanity. I know. And yeah. It's 
every person is, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I, every person is God's gift, but there's also the egotistical side, which you're talking about, that haughty side, that, that side of people where, um, you know, they know everything. And, mm-hmm. and, and they usually have one word to describe them as well called narcissist. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, yep. and, you know, now's not the time to post a sign in front of your church saying, we don't wear a mask here. If you want to wear a mask, sit in a car. We don't want you inside. Well, I want you to know that our church wants you inside. You can wear a mask. Come on. And uh, you can do whatever you want. We have liberty in Christ. And I just want to share that with you. And these media tramps, let them do and say whatever they want, but they are knuckleheads. If you look up a picture of a knucklehead, you'll see them. But anyway, here we are, Stephanie, and then we come to the food, food that's right with God. And uh, I want to say this right off the back. I like everything beef. If it's got beef in it, if it's got, uh, I mean, it's me. And uh, so there's this beef called Chateaubriand. So they soak it and cook it and wrap it with layers and add other food to it. And they serve it in France. It's called Chateaubriand. And I was thinking earlier, though I haven't had some, though I haven't had it in a long time, I just got to be up front with you. It is right with God. I just want to say that. And uh, the flavor is just remarkable. It just, it, the the explosion that occurs in your mouth when you put a bite up against that tongue, I mean, the flavor explosion changes everything. I mean, you want to talk about changing your DNA, take a bite of that Chateaubriand. But anyway, here we go. We're moving along. Have you ever had it, Stephanie? I have not. Oh, praise God. And another thing, I just want to say this. People are writing me all the time saying, Hey, is the vaccine the mark of the beast? Let me tell you, when we hear the shout and the trump and those of us who've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior are out of here, the mark of the beast is going to show up. I don't think you should have to get the vaccine. I think you should be able to do whatever you want. But stop writing me about that stupid stuff and start reading your Bible. Uh, We think the mark of the beast may be a chip or a tattoo or something. We don't know. We're a bunch of losers. But the reason we don't care too much about what we know is because we know it comes after the shout and the trump. And what happens when the shout and the trump comes? We're out of here. Those of you who have accepted Jesus Christ are out of here, friends. So you don't have to worry about any mark of the beast right now. I was going to say, and how about take that time that you're all freaking out over whether or not it's the mark of the beast and take all that energy and go out and tell someone who doesn't know Jesus about Jesus. I think it's time to get on that subject versus all of these other things uses to distract you from why we're here. Boy, the devil is just running away with craziness. Yeah. Anyway, with so Christians too. I know. I know it's the Christians. It's those are the peeps who are writing me. Saying, hey, if I take this vaccine, did I take the mark? No, you knucklehead. You don't have to take it though. <laughs> I mean, when you hear the shout and the trump, you know, if it then Don't take the market. If you're still alive and you haven't accepted Jesus, make sure you get that right. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, So I kind of added another knucklehead. I'm sorry. You're a knucklehead if you don't read the end time stuff and know that you don't get the mark unless you're unsaved and stick around after the shout and trump. So if all of us are gone, if this podcast is all over, we're willing to give it to any of you who are still here. Praise God. Just (laughs) you can have it because we're not going to be here, man. And uh, we're going with the Lord. I hope you are with us. That's my Mm. hope. Don't you Mm -hmm. hope they're with us, Stephanie? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. So accept Jesus. Be with us. All right. So we're on Psalm number 128. 
And I like this. This is remember we talked about there's a bunch of songs of degrees and it keeps on building on one another. It says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord and walketh in his way. For thou shalt eat the labor of thy hands, happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold that thou shalt the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children in peace upon Israel. Boy, what a great thing to see your children's children. But, you know, as we're sitting here and we're going through this in 128, what's coming to your mind, Stephanie? Well, I love how this psalm starts out with that promise of blessing to someone who fears the Lord and walks in his ways. And it makes me think of Psalm 1. Um, we're told, blessed is the man, you know, that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Um, but it, the Bible talks about him being a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit. And that's what I get here as as we read is that that wise man, that man who is choosing to fear God, to walk humbly before him, that is living out um, the verse in Micah that says, you know, he has shown the old man what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. That defines a wise man, a man who fears the Lord. And, the, and, and I love how God gives this promise that if you do that, you'll be blessed, um, that your work will be blessed, and it's, it's going to be well with you. In other words, does that mean there won't be any trials? No, that's not what this verse is saying, but it's saying you're not going to deal with a lot of things, a lot of heartaches, a lot of pain, a lot of confusion, regret, scars. If you choose to live this way, yeah. and I love that gives that promise. Yeah, and and you know it reminds me. So so this first verse kind of reminds me too of just building on what you were saying. Uh, you know Matthew six thirty three, and done, done it. It's got a little bit of that feel uh -oh. to it, you know. And uh, but definitely, yeah, yeah. But I but I'm sitting here. I'm looking at this. So. In the olden days, so in the days of Psalms, marriages were arranged. So you really, you know, you might end up with some weirdo, ugly dude, Stephanie. You know, you would, you know, you just don't know. You might end up with Phyllis Diller as a wife if you're a guy or a fella. But here, the Bible's giving this idea, and, it, and it's telling us coming out of this thing, uh, blesses everyone that feareth the Lord, and it's just, you know, you're looking for this happy life. Uh, it's if you believe, if you fear it, the Lord, uh, if you keep on going on, that, that love's there. It starts with love for the Lord and then love for each other. Uh, they believe this psalm was written by a couple that loved one another, you know, the psalmist. And, and, and as we go on, and it says, For thou shalt eat the labor of thy hands, happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee. And... Uh, I like that. So it talks about successful, that when you do the right things, when you plant, when you get off the couch, when you go out, you can eat the labor of your hands. Now, uh, we've only got peppers and tomato plants in our backyard, but I've been eating those peppers two or three times a week. I bought a pepper plant from Costco, I don't know, 4 or $5. 
and I've at least got four or five dollars of peppers off of it. And I bought a tomato plant, and we got a ton of tomatoes off of those. And we got them in these real big pots. We're city dwellers. But to eat the labor of your hands, that's a great blessing. Uh, that's a great place to be, is to be successful. Uh, it's, it's the Lord who gives us that power. It's the Lord who grows the plants. It's the Lord. And, and, and so in this previous verse, you know, we just talked about we need to have the blessing of the Lord. We need to build our homes upon the Lord. We need to do that. Then we take this to another degree, and we, it says we need to fear the Lord. And when we fear him, the work of our hands are going to provide our food. Then it says, the wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants around the table. And I said, boy, when you got this right with God, it doesn't matter whether your marriage was arraigned by mom, dad, and your uncle down the road or whatever the case may be. It's when we get this, when we get God. And thankfully, we're not dealing with that. But we do have the problem with marriages where people just don't like each other. Makes no sense, but... Why would you, uh, you know, fall out of like? I think people still love each other, but I think so often that in marriages, people fall out of like. And then the Bible's here to remind us and say, hey, you know, it's, you need to be happy with these children. And, you know, it's like olive plants. They, they grow all around. These children grow all around the table. And, uh, you know, it, within our house, we're going to have these things. We're going to live that way. And that's a beautiful, wonderful thing. And, Behold it, thus shall the men be blessed that feareth the Lord. And, and men, be that biblical leader in your home. Fear God and, uh, and follow his statutes. And the Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. And, you know, it, it's going on to say being good citizens and that will see the good. And then it goes on and talking about really how we can be contented grandparents Yea, thou shalt see the children's children and peace upon Israel. There's a lot of promises going on here. You know, if we build upon these things that we saw in 126, if we build upon these things we saw in 127, we're supposed to build our house, our labor's not in vain. Then we get on to 128, and we fear the Lord, and we eat of the labor of thy hands, and we plant, and we grow, and we do those things, and thy wife shall be a fruitful vine. Wives be a fruitful vine. Uh, and then it goes on that children are like olive plants just growing around the table. And behold, shall be the man blessed that feareth the Lord. Husbands, fear the Lord. When you fear the Lord, you're going to love your wife. You're going to care about your children. After God, they're going to be the next important thing in your life. That's so significant. And Stephanie talked a little while ago, a podcast or two ago, about anybody can be a dad. Anybody can be a mom from a physical perspective. As long as you're physically able, you can fill the role to make a child. But boy, to be a godly parent, that takes some work. And I, I mean, I'm thinking, Stephanie, that uh, that's that's where the rubber hits the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's this psalm follows on Psalm 128 um, in many ways. And just that reminder that no matter where you are in life and maybe you, you know you you didn't get married the right way and maybe you already feel like you have baggage well we serve a god that does miracles and he's an expert at taking baggage and forgiving forgiving the sin and using those scars for his glory if you will let him and making that choice that starting right now we're going to fear the lord we're going to walk in his ways we're going to see him do miracles in our family. 
so that he receives honor and glory through our lives, even though we've maybe messed up. We still want God to be glorified. And when God sees that heart, when he sees sees that desire to please him, to walk with him, God's promises don't come with condition. This, Some of them come with conditions, but this one doesn't come with a condition. It doesn't say if you already messed up, then don't have hope for this. God can take your family and he can turn it around, even if it feels like it's all messed up, and he can use you for uh, his honor and glory and to change the lives of those around you. And, I, and I'm living proof of that. You know, God can unscramble eggs. God can take a family going in the wrong direction, um, save one person, then the entire family gets saved, and generations accept Jesus Christ. As long as we're doing this right, as long as we're, you know, continuing on, as long as we're built on that foundation, as long as God is the one, as long as we as parents uh, do our jobs, as long as we as children uh, do our jobs, as long as you know, those roles as grandparents and seeing our children's children. And I said, you know, this verse looked, I had mentioned, I thought the New Testament companion verse to this was Matthew 6.33, which, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So in chapter 6, it's, you know, of the book of Matthew, it's really talking about what true treasure is and what treasure looks like us. He, he goes on to take no thought. Uh, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth what ye have need for all of these things. And he's saying, I know you have all that, then that next verse, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And so th- those are our watchwords, seeking the kingdom of God. That's what Psalm 128 is saying, I think, is seek the kingdom of God. Make, mm-hmm. you, make your marriage about the kingdom of God. Make your family about the kingdom of God. Raise your children in the sight of the kingdom of God. And, and you'll have a lot of good juju going on. I mean, that's where things are going to be burning on high test. And, and, and so I wanted to share that with you because I want to transition and talk about the camp we're having just a little bit. And ask Stephanie a couple questions about that. But I think they're in Psalm 128. Everything you need to do is seeking God first, building on those foundations back in 126, 127, uh, growing them, making sure everything is sound, making sure your marriage is where it needs to be. Hey, listen, folks, you know, God ordained marriage, and uh, it's, it belongs to God. Make it happen. Make it work. Do well. And, and so, Stephanie, we're getting ready to have a camp again at Camp Joy, Wisconsin, and you and I both know that that's one of our favorite camps. And mm-hmm. uh, it's one of only a couple that we just really enjoy going to, that we really want to be part of. And we have, obviously, your family does a concert there. There's a couple hundred acre lake there. There's cabins. There's hotel rooms. It's not a Christian camp that some people think of as camp. This is, mm-hmm. a, this is a good one. And uh, so we want to invite people. So talk a little bit, Stephanie. You mentioned the other day that how when you first went to camp, you didn't know what to expect. And... I want you to talk now from a perspective of helping somebody that we that had come to camp and how they're doing. If you could share a little bit of that. Sure. So, um, obviously now when I go to camp, it's a lot different than the first time I went to camp. Um, but yeah, there's there, you make a lot of connections and, um, I've definitely made connections with different ladies at camp um, where the Lord's, you know, brought them there and, 
and we've talked, we've worked together and to see how God is continuing to work in their lives. And not every story is a success story. I'm not going to say that. And there's stories that are heartbreaking. Um, maybe a situation that wasn't even the, the lady who was there. Maybe it's not even her fault that a situation has gone south. And I've definitely seen that um, after camps where a situation has gone south because the lady tried to take the right steps. And it was, you know, maybe it was an out-of-control situation as far as from where she was. But to see God work in situations and ladies' lives and then um, to be able to just follow up with them and see those steps of faith and growth in their lives after they've been at camp or to see them make life-changing decisions at camp. Um, I know that happened last year at Camp Joy, um, at least with one of the ladies I was working with. And those are exciting. Those are the times that you see God at work yeah. and that's, that's what it's all about. It's not about us. We're just the human instruments. It's about seeing God work. And that's always very exciting. It is. And it's September 13th through 17th. It starts on the evening of the 13th and ends on the morning of the 17th. You can find out information about it by going to the woundedspirits.com page and clicking on retreats. It'll lead you to Camp Joy or just pick up the phone and call Camp Joy, Wisconsin and ask to speak to the camp director, John Moore, and he'll do everything he can to make sure you get in the right room, right place, right time. And we guarantee that God, God will bless you for coming. And we'll do everything we can in our power to ensure that. Well, listen, folks, we sure do love you. Please uh, listen to this song. And when the song's over, listen to every word Brother Eric has to say. It's so important that you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.